Oh, well, uh, welcome back to the We Can Ed- Edit That Out podcast. No, fuck. I fucked it up. That's all right. Here, you do it. Okay. Uh, welcome back to We Can Edit That Out podcast, your friendly neighborhood podcast. Uh, this is Jack. This is Rob. And this is the episode about punk, where we talk about all things punk and everything is very punk in, in what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Maybe we'll just get drunk and just talk shit. Uh, that could be pretty punk, too. Here's one thing I was thinking about, is that if we're going to do this whole episode about punk, I think just saying the word punk over and over and over again is kind of lame, you know? it's uh, It loses its meaning when you say it so much. Kind of like when you get really stoned and you say smorgasbord over again. You know, you, know, you go, smorgasbord, smorgasbord. What does that even mean anymore? I don't even know what that word is. You know what I mean? So I had the idea that instead of saying the word punk, we could replace it with another word, like country and Western. As in, how did you get into country and Western? Well, I heard the Sex Pistols. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Okay. Um, Let's just do a podcast then. I'll I'll stop coming up with stupid ideas. Um, but uh, I did. I, I did have one idea. I wanted to know uh, basically how you got into punk. You know, what, what's your what's your first memory of of I don't know the the culture of it. Just giving you time to gulp your beer into the fucking uh, microphone that I, I I've asked you like a million times not to do. I wasn't gulping into the. Was I? I turned to the side. You don't. You don't realize how loud you gulp beer, but I'm telling you Am from, I, from. I'm a loud gulper. I well, see. There is the thing is you don't drink beer on the podcast. You drink wine, so I I think I I drink wine quietly, but maybe you drink beer as loudly as I do. Well, when you drink beer. You mm-hmm. try to get as much beer down your throat yeah. as fast as humanly possible. That's punk. And so what happens? You go. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. I will turn further away from the mic from now on. Cool. Okay. 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 okay so so t- I usually just turn to the side, but I'll turn backwards. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Let, let's try it real, real quick. Do you hear this? Is that better? No, it's still loud as fuck. It's still loud. Can you still hear it over the phone? Why don't you just sip like a normal human being? I don't know how to do that. Just take a fucking casual okay. sip of okay. beer and not Let's like... Try Let's try it. Let's try it. I think even that was still loud. It was better. It was better. I think maybe I need to put my beer in a glass when we do the podcast, you know? That's an idea. Uh, um, I, I don't know. Should we pause while I get a glass? Yeah, sure. Is it is this engaging enough? No, it's great. <laughs> the the podcast so far? Yeah. No. <laughs> so far we've talked about punk. Not at all. <laughs> I hit pause, it's all good. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. When 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 I started to gulp my beer, you hit pause? Yeah, yeah totally. Okay, okay. I thought that might be funny to leave that in there. Like we just ramble for an hour about everything but punk, you know? It's, it's kinda awesome that he thinks that I hit pause. Because I really didn't. Oh, he's back. 
You didn't hit pause. I heard you talk in the microphone. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think you actually hit pause. I totally did. And then I uh, hit record right as soon as you walked back Uh, in the room. So cool, cool, cool. But you're going to hear me pouring it into the cup. Uh, Because that's By the way, that's not a cup. That's a fucking measuring cup. Well, what did you just say is your second word in that definition? I thought you were going to grab a glass. And drink beer out of a glass like a normal adult. Oh, it's a measuring cup. It's fine. This this way I know how much I'm drinking. Yeah, I got, I got, all right, I'll give you that. I don't know. It's weird. I've always drank out of measuring cups. Because it's like the big, always the biggest cup in the house is the measuring cup. And I like to, I like to have big, like, uh, amounts of, of alcohol or water. I drink a lot of water as well. Uh, um, here's good advice to kids out there. Drink your water. It's important. Yeah, uh-huh. it really is. <laughs> Otherwise, you look like me when you get old. Nobody wants that. For those of you uh, who can't see what's happening, Jack poured himself an entire half measuring cup full of beer. Now he's opening another one just so he can double fill his measuring cup and be drinking a lot well, i don't want to have to do this over and over again and have you stop talking while, while i'm while i'm filling up the filling up the cup and then now i'm hitting everything too maybe maybe you're hearing all these uh, smacks against the microphone on on all that hey this um, is the weird i feel like i'm in a zoo this is like the weirdest you're thing in, in the world zoo. i mean i'm not personally in a zoo like i'm a i'm a guest at a zoo watching animals Dude, how long Feed. we have known each other, and you—you've seen me drink out of measuring cups. I'm sure, like thousands of times. That's true. I, I always do. I always do. I don't—I don't know why you're surprised about it. I, I guess I'm not surprised. I—I I, I think I've never poured a beer into a measuring cup. I think I usually usually drink my water out of measuring cups. So actually, watching somebody pour a beer into a measuring cup is probably a, <clears throat> throws you off. A little I mean, bit. it's not that different from being at a concert or a game where they give you, you know. That's what I'm talking about. You know, everything in a plastic cup. Uh, so. But hey, it's quieter. For some reason, when you sip out of that, it's quieter. I know. Too much air comes out of a bottle. Too much hot air comes hot out of a, my podcast of my cohort. Mouth. All right, all right, all right. We, all right, we need so some you're, stories. You were asking me a question. I did. Do you remember the question? Yeah. Okay, then answer how about you re-ask the question so I don't have to edit then, all this be, fucking shit out? Okay, okay, okay. Are we going to edit all that stuff? Uh, okay, so we'll, uh, we're actually starting the podcast now. Um, so I would like to know, what is your first memory of the culture of punk? Like, like, did you hear the music first? Did you see punks walking down the street? Did you read about it in a book um i don't know there's so many different ways people first like have any sort of like idea of what this culture is you know yeah well honestly the first time i can remember seeing what i would recognize as punks yeah was when i saw blade runner when i was a kid oh really okay yeah there's two movies that Mm -hmm. i think kind of stick out where punks really make a bit of an impact in, in Blade Runner. They're just extras right. in like one of the Chinatown scenes, but they look super cool. And I remember yeah. first seeing them on the screen, like, Oh my God, these people look fucking right. awesome. You still notice that. And you're like, what is that? And then you, and then, and then, and that's the interesting thing is because you notice them and you're like, 
that's fucking cool. And then you see people walking down the street looking like that. And you're like, wait a minute, this is actually a thing. That's not just an extra in a movie. This is a, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but in your, in your, in your mind, you kind of already know that this is an actual subculture. I need to know more about this. Yeah. The next time I can maybe remember is like, uh, I think it's Star Trek four, the movie where they go save the whales or something like that. Uh, I don't remember that. And there's a scene where they're on a city bus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like they come back to earth and they're uh-huh. like on a city bus. And oh, wow. uh, there's like some dudes with mohawks that are like uh, harassing people on the bus. And, right. you know, they're, they're like playing music too loud or something. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I do remember that. Maybe yeah. like, maybe doesn't Spock like do a Spock thing where their music shuts off or something? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He does some Spock stuff to him. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. but I mean, this was sort of, I, I guess in the eighties when you're growing up, there's always sort of a caricature of punk that you see mm-hmm. on movies and TV shows. They're always like the street gang that, yeah. you know, corners somebody in the alley. They're always menacing. They're there to cause trouble. They're yeah. there to vandalize. They're there to beat people up. They're more, they're always like a street gang kind of. Oh, now I'm remembering my first experience of the punk culture. It was a Chips episode. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember, if, if, I remember hearing about this. If one. people don't know what Chips is, it, it was a TV show back in the late 70s. Uh, and Chips stood for California Highway Patrol. And Eric Estrada was in it. I don't know who his partner was. I can't remember. But Eric Estrada was already kind of famous. And then he was in that show, and then he did other stuff after that. So it was about like uh, this punk band, and they were causing trouble. They were the like menacing force in the in the neighborhood that uh, Ponch and John were patrolling, and they ended up busting them for some petty crimes or some shit and putting them away. Arr, and then uh, and then uh, instead of the punk band playing this concert, Eric Estrada gets up and sings with his band in this concert. And it is the lamest fucking pop song. <laughs> you could late seventies, uh, BG style. Although the BGs, I, I don't know. I don't mind them in this, in this day and age, but anyway, you know what I mean? This sugar, sugar pop shit. So you watch that as a kid and you're like, well, those guys were actually kind of fun and mm, okay. This is what, uh, we're not supposed to be like as kids, but Man, they had better music, cause cause the guy who saves the day and sings the song, wow, what a shit fucking song. So, why would I root for that? Maybe maybe I'm more into the the punk side of life. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, interesting. Did you ever see that episode? I don't think so. I can't remember what the band. Oh, wait, was the band called Pain? <sighs> or was that another movie I'm thinking of? I can't remember. Maybe when we take a smoke break, we'll Google it and get back to the, the audience. I'm sure there's. Some fucker out there listening to this who's older than I am going like, oh my God, you don't know that? It's the blah, 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 the blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, okay, well, you know, I forget stuff easily and, uh, and uh, I usually really do forget stuff I could care less about anyway, so, you know. Well, one question I have for you, if you what? didn't forget, oh, what, is what, uh, yeah. when do you remember, what is, what is the first time you heard punk music not just seeing punks on tv or punks and movies or whatever yeah what's your first recollection of like the first time you heard the music and can you remember who the band was and where you were at well for me i mean it really all comes back to the sex pistols because that was my generation you know 
Um, I, w- I was young, so Black Flag and the Circle Jerks and that whole movement of like hardcore was going on, but that was still underground for a 10-year-old to know about. So what was still slightly accessible to us was uh, the Pistols and the Clash. And I remember... Must have been, must have been like 77, 78 when uh, uh, my mom had taken the kids to downtown Seattle and we were getting out of the car and I saw this graffiti across the wall that said Sex Pistols. And I said, Mom, what's Sex Pistols? She goes, oh, it's a punk band. And I was like, what the fuck is a punk band? You know, but my curiosity was intrigued just because I thought that's a cool name. You know, even at five years old, I really didn't know what sex was, but I knew it was something, uh, something taboo for a five-year-old to know about, you know? And then the pistols part was like, oh, there's kind of like a violent taboo sort of thing. Oh, it was curious, you know? And then, you know, spent uh, the rest of my uh, formative years listening to heavy metal, because uh, I was also uh, part of that generation. And then uh, I had an older brother, and my older brother's friend was a girl. She gave me a ride uh, back to my place from school one time. She was 16. I must have been 14. And we started talking about music. And she was like, you ever listen to the Sex Pistols? I'm like, yeah, I've heard of them. It was like Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious or something like that. And I don't know who plays guitar or who plays bass. And she goes, oh, they both play guitar and bass. And I'm like, oh. nobody knew anything back then. But she had a tape in her car and she was like, here, take this tape and listen to it. I was like, okay, cool. And I, and I took it home and listened to it. And I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. This is what it is. And then later that same year, I was watching USA Night Flight, and they had the punk rock movie on, and the Sex Pistols were on that. And seeing them live on the TV after having listened to them on the tape, then it all, and then seeing their graffiti, you know, downtown Seattle, it all kind of coalesced into one thing. It was like, oh, this is punk. Um... I really fucking like this, you know, and after having listened to metal for so long in, in my early teenage years, it's like, well, they're singing about stuff that I can relate to on a daily basis, not this, uh, fantasy made up, uh, Satan and dragons and shit like that. And so it really struck me as uh, they're singing about reality, you know, about a reality that I can relate to. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all came, came to be. And, and a lot of people say, oh, Sex Pistols are not punk. Sex Pistols are the kings of punk. Oh, they didn't even invent it. They did. I, I could care less about that. This was my beginning, you know, and that's the important thing is it doesn't matter if it was punk or not, or what, even what you think about it now, because that was your beginning, you know? So um, that was a really long-winded answer, and I'm sorry. Uh, I would like to hear yours. Similarly, I think Sex Pistols was probably the very first iteration of that for me. When Before I got into that stuff when I was younger, 
uh, I was really listening to a lot of like metal and hair metal. I liked, you know, Metallica and Mm -hmm. Motley Crue and Poison and Slayer, pretty much anything that was like remotely associated with metal or like heavy metal. Mm -hmm. Motley Crue did a cover of uh, Anarchy in the UK, but changed the lyrics to Anarchy in the USA. So that was like technically the first. And then I bought a Sex Pistols cassette, didn't even register it as punk. I just thought they were another like metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, I got introduced to Fugazi, I think when I was like in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And following year, someone made the connection that Ian McKay had a band before Fugazi. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into Wax Tracks Records in Boulder, my hometown. And Wax Tracks was a. Uh, amazing record store that had a another location in denver and uh uh it was loosely connected with the um industrial record label based out of chicago that helped put out like ministry and um a lot of really groundbreaking industrial stuff so they and that was also called wax tracks well they started the record store in okay. in denver okay. and then they moved to chicago but they kept the record store okay. and, and i think they the, opened one up in boulder yeah okay so in this record store in boulder i go in and i go to the ucd rack and i see minor threat complete discography Mm-hmm. And so I pulled it off the shelf and they had a little listening station with headphones mm-hmm. and I put the CD in and I remember the CD is roughly about 28 minutes long mm-hmm. and I listened to the entire thing mm-hmm. just sitting there with my jaw open. Right, right, right. You're just, like, I just don't want this to stop. Yeah. And you of course I, I bought it for four bucks or right, whatever. Right, right. And, uh, that was the beginning and it was like, um, Everything that I was looking for in aggressive, heavy, hard music was all encompassed in one moment. And then it just, it was like a light went off and I was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for Mm -hmm. this whole time. Mm -hmm. All this time I've been listening to these like terrible, like teased hair bands. Right, right, right. It was really punk that I was looking for. Right, 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 right. Uh, and like I was saying, they, they were singing about stuff that uh, related more. We we could relate to more as as teenagers. You know, yeah. listening to metal kind of comes from like uh, growing up, lis- being really interested in horror movies, kind of. And it's an easy like uh, transition to be like, oh, I like horror movies. I like I like uh, uh, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. You know, because they're kind of singing along that thing. And then when you hear TV party by Black Flag, you're like, oh, but actually this is like my day-to-day life, mm-hmm. you know? Not not uh, a fantasy that uh, I, I, I don't have any connection to, you know what I mean? But uh, that begs the question. Now, now I'm interested, what did you look like as a young punk kid? Did you look cool or were you just like a ragamuffin thrown together like... I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe this is working, but maybe it's not. Uh-oh. It was pretty cobbled together. Like uh-huh. you know, another big gateway outside of music was skateboarding, and uh-huh. you know there was a big resurgence of skateboarding in the early '90s. And and as I started getting more into punk, I think my my fashion started altering too. But I didn't know uh-huh. like 
how to buy bondage pants or where to find like cool punk clothes well, so they, they didn't sell them in the store in boulder that's for sure yeah so they didn't sell them in the store in seattle in in the fucking 80s and 90s either you yeah know? so i just go to thrift stores uh. i'd buy like weird shirts uh. weird button-up shirts uh weird pants and then i would like you know i didn't know how to make pants tight so i would take uh, like a uh, polyester pants or whatever and use safety pins to sort of like bring them oh, closer wow. okay and okay. sort of wrap them around and it was kind of oh. dangerous because i'd be walking around with safety pins all the way through my pants all the time and one would open up and i'd be constantly <laughs> like sticking myself um yeah i would make bracelets uh from like scrap leather and i would go to like the old lady crafting store in boulder called michael's i'd buy like whatever you know metal studs or things people would bedazzle jackets with Mm -hmm. and i would just sort of cobble together stuff uh i'd use sharpies and old t-shirts and i would hand draw patches and then i'd sew them on shirts and it was just sort of like uh it was completely cobbled together and it's pretty fucking diy though tell you the truth it was super diy and actually i found one of my old punk shirts last time i was in colorado at my parents house i was like fuck that actually looks kind of cool like it's (laughs) it's stupid but i mean you wouldn't wear it now though right i don't know i mean not not really i'm too old yeah, yeah how about yeah. you what what, what, yeah, what, what was what was like what was your style like before you got into punk um stylistically so so yeah like i like i said i was i was uh, really into metal before i was into punk so i, I already had that uh thrash metal kind of look of like long hair and uh flannel shirts and blue jeans you know i mean the tightest blue jeans you could get but you know they were always faded out like fucking ripped up, you know? And then uh, I think a lot of Seattle at that point kind of had that sort of uh, jump was from from thrash metal to crossover to punk. So a lot of it looked like I did. You know, I mean, uh, if anybody's seen the pictures of the accused, they all had long as fuck hair. But man, they were fucking uh, super fun, fucking live punk as fuck fuck band you know i mean you you could call them whatever genre you want splatter rock or 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 crossover or whatever the fuck i don't care but uh you know i'll just put them in that uh all-inclusive uh punk rock you know and uh yeah that's what we looked like it was like hardcore with hair you know i remember uh tommy from the accused had a sticker on his guitar that said hardcore with hair and i was like yeah okay so it's fine if we all have long hair we're still fucking hardcore punks you know and it's funny because that whole look uh what was it like 10 years later uh, is 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 exactly what grunge looked like you know so we were almost like the blueprint for grunge i mean i'm sure like like kurt cobain and and people like that kind of were a little bit into that scene as well and kept that going it's just it was i don't know seattle was just weird we just had uh, we were kind of cut off from the rest of the world so it was like long hair and flannel shirts and and fucking you know ripped up jeans and 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 chuck taylor converse you know yeah i mean nobody i knew who could afford combat boots at that point but chuck taylor's were like 15 20 bucks so yeah and the ramones wore them so you're like yeah this is cool 
truck dealers are fucking punk rock shoot now you know mm-hmm. uh it's so corporate it would be a weird thing to wear them but you know uh yeah I, I i didn't cut that hair off until i was maybe like 20 to tell you the truth but i was going to all these fucking crazy punk gigs you know and that's that was i mean i turned 20 in what 1992 yeah so all the 80s very early 90s and you know poison idea would come up and play seattle and it'd just be a long a bunch of long hair motherfuckers and even poison idea at that time uh look at feel the darkness fucking and uh you know you got a uh, slayer hippie and fucking mondo they both had long hair back then you know so it's just like uh it's a very northwest thing i think just to not look like that stereotypical punk just to like have this sort of like influences from thrash metal and skate rock and fucking all that you know and 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 it wasn't punk for us to spend any money on clothes punk clothes like you don't buy those you just fucking like buy the cheap shit at thrift shop that's fucking it wasn't we were intending to look punk or not punk or anything it's like that's just what you could afford so you wore that you know i mean it's funny that like flannel became such a worldwide fashion trend particularly after the explosion of grunge because in the northwest you know it's cold and rainy a lot and flannel long sleeve flannel shirts are a very commonplace thing because they're inexpensive and keep you warm and keep you warm so like it's funny that that sort of functionality fashion became like the ultimate fashion statement right. in the like early nineties. Yeah. Know? It was weird, it, it, but it all just grew out of that, you know? And I think it started out with the whole, you know, I mean, uh, Seattle was originally a lumberjack town and that fashion kind of like, was just like, uh, uh, the, the lumberjacks came and the, the flannels never left. We yeah. just kind of, it was just a standard, typical thing. You're in Seattle, you put on your flannel, Ugh, you know, uh, and then uh you know the the grunge scene made a made a whole fashion movement out of it but we were all kind of confused about that like how is that a a fashion we don't really wear them by choice we just wear them because it's there yeah you know what well, i mean i think the media made a fashion statement out of it i think uh, yeah, the yeah, bands were just course. dressing like yeah, that yeah. anyways you know right and like i said we just dressed like that cuz it was there it wasn't you know you didn't go to a a fucking boutique we didn't have hot topics or fucking any punk store you just went to a store you went to the store that said clothes <laughs> and you bought the thing that said shirt and it just happened to be a flannel shirt you know that was it's kind of that was that was kind of a thing one clothes please like like eddie bauer or rei was where you would get your clothes at you know i mean seattle in the in the 80s was just it was just weird like that, you know. Uh, I mean, of course, you had like like high fashion people in Seattle and all that, but they were spending a lot of money on their clothes. But for the kids who didn't have a lot of money, you know, this, this is what we look like, you know, just fucking, I don't know, kick around kids. Eh, kind of fun to think about it, Re- reminisce on it. Uh, I, th- I think this whole episode is a lot of reminiscing. But you know what I always say. They just don't make nostalgia like they used to.
So anyway, anyway, talking about talking about like like we were talking about earlier about like like discovering punk bands. So for me, you were talking about skate videos, but I remember uh, I I I never really skateboarded so much. I I just wasn't uh, coordinated enough. But I remember like uh, a lot of friends of mine that all listened to the same kind of like thrash and crossover and fucking hardcore punk. We uh, they they all had uh, remember that uh, zine Thrasher? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So we'd all be flipping through thrasher looking at fucking like the cool skateboarders decks and like oh what 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 fucking uh uh fucking stickers do they have on it septic death cool we need to know about septic death uh fuck uh, corrosion of conformity okay we need to know about corrosion of conformity you know uh, uh who started out as a hardcore punk band by the way uh, DRI, we have to know about DRI, you know, and all that stuff. And so we 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 learn from that. And fuck, it was such a weird time. It was like a like a like a I don't know, like a Rubik's cube, you know. You you turn one thing and it'd open up another thing to turn another thing to open up and then like putting the puzzle into place. You know, every time you made one move, other things would open up. Like, okay, well, I need to know about DRI. And then you buy the fucking first DRI album, and then you look at the, the thanks list, and they thank a bunch of bands. Now, for example, I can't remember exactly if, if DRI did that or, or if it was other bands, but this was definitely the case, you know. But uh, you'd see all the thanks and go, okay, cool. Now I need to know about these bands also. You know, and you'd go to the record store and man, we would spend entire days in record stores just thumbing through every single record in the used bin because they didn't really separate them back then. It was just like almost like here's clothes, here's music, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like used records, all of them, A to Z, thousands and thousands. But you would spend an entire day going through every single one like ooh, i've heard of that i've heard of this uh, somebody mentioned that somewhere i can't even remember where they mentioned it okay i'm gonna buy it you know and and you know this the jacket buy is that you'd be going through the used used records and you'd see one that you're like oh okay that looks intriguing you know uh the cover does uh i'm gonna buy that you know and uh, oh, I don't know if you ever had this experience where you would hear about the band and then you would find the used album in the bin, but it would be one of their later records. And you would take it home and put it on and get so excited to hear Rudimentary Peni. You've heard about it forever and, and it was impossible to find the records, but I found the tape of Cacophony at Fallout, the skateboard shop in Seattle that doesn't exist anymore. And I found the, a tape copy of it. I went home and played it. And I'm like, okay, this is rudimentary peni. And then it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I love that album because, you know, it was the like the first exposure I had of them. So it is nostalgic in a way. But uh, at the time, it was like, is is, is this punk? Uh, hmm. 
all right, I'm going to listen to it again and again and again to try and figure out why everybody was so obsessed with this band. So that's why I'm nostalgic about that album is I listened to it so many times. But then somehow you get a copy of uh, the EPs or Death Church and you're like, mind is blown. You're like, oh, now I get it. Okay, all the, the pieces of the puzzle fit together now. You know what I mean? So I think these subcultures that aren't easily accessible like punk are kind of a puzzle that you can put together as a kid. And almost what makes it really interesting you know it's a great analogy the music yeah the music gives you this like when you heard the good albums by this these bands it does give you that charge you know like nothing you ever felt before probably like the first time your parents heard the elvis or some shit you know it's like oh this is mine and it's powerful and i feel this intensity and and this fucking adrenaline and this tingle and all of that shit you know i mean I, I don't think there's a drug i've ever taken that's as good as the first time i heard the sex pistols tell you the truth you know what i mean and uh so there's that and there's the 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 discovery aspect and it's just a very intense thing as as a kid and I mean, still, even as an adult, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, I think that's why I still listen to it. You know what I mean? Because still, it's still, I will just still, I will discover bands uh, now in a completely different way, you know, from fucking internet searches and shit like that. But every once in a while, we'll discover a band, and I'm like, oh fuck, that just is kicking my ass again, you know. Hey, uh, now that I'm like almost 50, a lot of times it's stoner rock and a lot of times it might be black metal or it might be newer thrash metal. But shit, man, a lot of times it is still punk and I still feel like I'm fucking 16 again. You know, it's great. Keeps you young. Harkening back to last episode, what keeps young? Punk rock does. (laughs) There you go. And heavy drinking.